Hello, and welcome to the EV Prince series podcast. My name is Victoria Wright, inspirational writer and author of the EV Prince series, a trilogy of books that tells the story of a 40 something woman named Evie Prince who experiences a life altering spiritual awakening. Evie's awakening causes her to question her life and seek answers. As a result, she finds herself in a place that she never thought she would be, single, unemployed, and completely unsure of what to do next. This will not be your usual podcast. In each episode, I will read a chapter, then highlight key reminders that were included to help you, as they have helped me, on your journey of discovery and remembering what you know to be true, but have chosen to forget. To learn more about me in the series, please visit www.healingwords.online. Welcome back to Listen Within, a novel of discovery and finding true self. Written and narrated by Victoria Wright. Copyright 2021 by Victoria Wright. Today's episode is Chapter 15, Someone Special. I can't believe I will actually see you tomorrow, I squealed. It has been too long, Hendrick replied. I'll be waiting at the airport. Please, travel safe, and I will see you tomorrow. Will do. Can't wait to see you. Big hug. I felt his energy as if he was standing in front of me, hugging me himself. Mm, I love how you do that. Later, I could barely sleep. I went into every room to make sure that the house looked perfect. I knew that I had promised Riva that I would move into my grandparents' room, but I still hadn't. So, I changed the sheets on the bed in my room, since I didn't know what the actual sleeping arrangements would be, grabbed a blanket, and slept on the couch. At two o'clock in the afternoon, I was on the road, heading down to the airport. I'd never flown into the island before, so I was not familiar with the airport and wanted to get there early. Traffic wasn't bad, and I had no problem finding parking. The airport was really nice, cute, just like you would see in that 1990s TV show Wings, cedar shakes and white trim. I slipped into the waiting area and checked the board for his arrival time. Great, he was on time. I went to the snack shop to grab a cold drink, then took a seat. Looking over to my left, I noticed that an older couple were watching me. When I caught their eye, they both smiled. The woman asked, Waiting for someone special? Red-cheeked, I responded. <laughs> How did you know? Telltale signs. Constantly looking at your reflection, fixing your hair. Trying to sit quietly, but you repeatedly looked at the arrival board. <laughs> I have seen it all before and have done it before, she laughed. Just as I was about to respond, the announcement that Flight 482 from Boston had just landed came over the speaker. 
I jumped up and fixed myself one last time. Then I looked over at the couple, who I hadn't noticed before were holding hands. They both smiled, and she said, Enjoy every moment and have a wonderful time. Standing there, I could feel a huge surge of energy running through me. It almost took my breath away. At the exact same moment, Hendrick walked through the gate. With a big, beautiful smile, he dropped his bags and embraced me like I had never felt before. The energy flowing between the two of us was visible. The world stopped and everything went quiet. When I eventually opened my eyes and loosened my embrace, I noticed we were in the middle of all the people exiting the plane, but they just walked around us. I looked up at Hendrick with a big, cheesy smile and said, Hi. Hi, so nice to see you, he responded. Our eyes never left each other. We just stared as if we were memorizing each other's face. Finally, <laughs> we both laughed. I went to grab one of his bags at the exact moment that he bent down to pick them up and wham! We bumped heads. Ouch! I whimpered. You okay? He asked, then leaned over and kissed my forehead to make it all better. It was so awkward and clumsy, but romantic all at the same time. As we exited the airport, I noticed the couple watching us. Both had these wonderful smiles on their face, as if they were watching themselves at some point in time in their own lives. I smiled at them and said, Have a great day. When we got in the car, I felt so nervous. At first, I didn't know what to do or say. It was like I had forgotten how to drive. Hendrick placed his hand on my arm, and I took a deep breath, resetting everything. Now, I was ready. How was the flight? Was it scary being on a puddle jumper? It was definitely interesting. They asked my weight before I boarded the plane, and I didn't get to pick my seat. They told me where to sit so that the weight on the plane would be evenly distributed. Once we were up, it seemed like we were already coming down. But the view was absolutely breathtaking. Such an experience. I've never flown to or from the island. I guess I will need to add that to my bucket list. As I drove, I could feel Hendrick looking at me. It was such an incredible feeling having him here with me. I had originally planned on being tour guide, but I thought better of it, as it was a long trip and he must be tired. We pulled onto the dirt road and I did the normal driving dance to avoid the bumps and holes. Under my breath, I said, One day I'll fix this road. I parked the car, then popped the trunk, as Hendrick climbed out and looked at the house. Evie, this is a beautiful house. Such a breathtaking location. Thank you. It really has become my sanctuary. I helped Hendrik carry his bags into the house, and we placed them in my old room. Then I gave him the tour. We ended up on the back deck looking at the lighthouse. 
two red and one white. The lighthouse is mesmerizing. I could watch this all night. That's what I used to do when I lived here with my grandparents and missed my mother. I just stared at the lighthouse, and it calmed me. It was wonderful having Hendrik with me. We made a simple dinner of grilled fish, courtesy of my granddad, with a salad and wild rice. Hendrik and I gave each other space, but there was a force that kept drawing us closer, just like at the airport. I would reach for the salad dressing at the same time he would, our fingers gently touching. Who knew you were such a great chef? Hendrik commented. Please, it's nothing. It's not as easy just to run out and grab something to eat here. To survive, you have to learn to cook. Plus, Mr. Brown always keeps me stocked with fresh fish. I look forward to meeting this Mr. Brown. He has really become an important part of your life, he noted. More than you know, I said with a smile on my face. We went out on the deck and enjoyed a nice glass of wine. Hendrick sat on the couch and I sat on the chair next to him. Evie, I can't tell you how nice it is to just sit here with you. I really have missed your energy. I feel the same way. I don't remember ever feeling so peaceful. As the sun set, the temperature got cooler. I shivered. Do you want to go inside? He asked. No, let me just grab a blanket, I replied. When I returned, Hendrick slid over on the couch. If you're cold, you can join me, and I can keep you warm. I blushed as I sat down next to him. Don't worry, I won't bite. Lean back and relax. I did so, feeling his chest rise and fall with each breath. It felt so good to actually have him next to me. I didn't know the stars could be so bright, he whispered. I was in heaven. My body just fit perfectly in his side, his chest rocking me in a peaceful trance and his strong arm wrapped around me, warming my body. Pure heaven. Next thing I knew, Hendrick was whispering in my ear, Evie, wake up. It's time to go inside. Huh? Oh, sorry, I must have fallen asleep. I replied. We both fell asleep. Let's go to bed. Oof. Hearing him say, let's go to bed, sounded so good to my ears. But wait. Which bed? We hadn't even kissed yet. I didn't want to assume. My body stiffened as I sat up. Are you okay? He asked. Yes, I, I'm fine. Let me get your room ready, I replied quickly, scurrying into the house. Hendricks came in a few minutes later and set the wine glasses in the sink. He then walked into the room asking, Evie, what's the matter? Are you okay? I'm sorry, I, I just got nervous. I turned my back to him and explained, I, I don't know what to do. What do you mean, what to do? 
We haven't even kissed yet, and I don't know where you should sleep or where you want to sleep. I babbled, barely making any sense. Hendrick put his hands on my shoulders and turned me around. He looked me straight in the face, and I looked into his deep brown, loving eyes. He then pulled me in for one of his amazing hugs, my body completely relaxed. Evie, stop worrying. There's no pressure. Whatever makes you comfortable. You make me comfortable, I told him, looking up at him. He then bent down and gave me the most delicious kiss I had ever experienced. His lips were so soft. I melted into him and enjoyed the wondrous moment. When we separated, I thought we were both shocked at how extraordinary the kiss had been. I tried to pull myself together, but we were both flabbergasted. I made this bed for you. Uh, I'm sorry it's so small. I haven't had time to buy something bigger. This is perfect. I turned to walk out of the room, but before closing the door, I looked back at him, so wanting to join him, but I resisted and gently closed the door. I set myself up on the couch, and just as I was settling in, I heard the bedroom door open. Hendrick went into the bathroom, and I slumped down so that he wouldn't see me. I didn't want to have to explain why I was sleeping on the couch. As he turned to go back into his room, I felt his eyes come over to the couch. Evie, why are you sleeping on the couch? I thought you had moved into the other room by now. I sheepishly answered. I had hoped to, but I still can't bring myself to sleep in there. He walked over to me and took my hand before leading me into my room and laying me down on the bed. He then pulled the covers over me and lay down on top of the covers next to me. I could feel his warm body next to mine. Sleep, Evie, sleep, was the last thing I remembered hearing. Good morning, beautiful. Just as I woke up, I smelled coffee. <sighs> I love the smell of coffee. I slowly opened my eyes and saw him, Hendrick standing there in just a pair of shorts. He had an amazing body and a beautiful smile, holding a cup of coffee. I must have died and gone to heaven. A broad smile crossed my face. Good morning, how did you sleep? Like a baby, and you? That was the most sound sleep I've had since being in this house. Mm, you made coffee, thank you. He handed me the cup and sat on the bed, just gazing into my eyes. At first I was a little shy. Who knew what I looked like? But his face was so sincere that I could not help but fall deep into his gaze. You really are perfect he whispered. I looked down and blushed. He then leaned over and gave me a sweet kiss on the forehead. So, what would you like for breakfast? You're making breakfast? Sure, why not? 
You made dinner. I make a mean French toast. That sounds delicious. I crawled out of bed and moved to sit at the kitchen table while Hendrik made his mean French toast. For such a big man, he was so fluid in his movements. He definitely knew his way around a kitchen, too. The coffee is so good. Did you put something in it? I probed. Maybe. You'll have to get up awfully early to get that secret out of me. He turned around holding two plates stacked high with mouth-watering French toast. Yum, this looks so good, thank you. My pleasure, he smiled. Oh, I met your neighbor, Mr. Brown. He was a very pleasant man. You did? How did that happen? I was out on the deck meditating and enjoying the sunrise when I heard some funny noises as if someone was trying to lift something. I poked my head through the bushes and asked if he needed help. Honestly, he was a bit surprised, but I introduced myself and gave him a hand. I also thanked him for taking such wonderful care of you. His response was interesting. He said, that's what families do. I just nodded and returned back to the house. Yes, that is what families do, I repeated. Okay, there's something going on here. Can I have a clue? I laughed and stuffed another bite of French toast into my mouth. After I finished chewing, I explained all that had happened over the past few weeks. Mr. Brown going into the hospital, me seeing pictures of my mother and father, and learning that Mr. Brown was actually my grandfather. What? Your grandfather? He said in pure shock. Your whole life you had no idea? Nope. He was always around, but I thought it was because he was my grandfather's best friend. That is such an amazing surprise. It was. How do you feel about it? Initially, I was in shock, but then that shock turned to pure joy. He has always been special to me. He knew how to talk to me when I was growing up and confused, was there when I got into trouble, explained life to me. He just always knew when something was up. And your grandparents didn't tell you because... It seemed that neither my mother nor my father were parent material. So they just thought it best that my grandparents raised me after my mother's death, so I would not be influenced by my parents' choices or lifestyles. It does make me sad that I miss so much time with Mr. Brown, I lamented. You can't change the past, so don't dwell there. Stay present and enjoy the time that you have with him now. Hendrick encouraged. We finished breakfast, then moved out to the deck to enjoy the early sun before it got too hot. Day by day, Hendrick and I grew closer and closer. We explored the island, went swimming, meditated on the beach, and just enjoyed each other's energy. Each night, we were innovative and slept anywhere but my grandparents' room. Tonight, we slept under the stars. I had designed a makeshift bed out of cushions, pillows, and blankets to soften the hard deck. It was like we were eight years old, camping out. 
I nuzzled into the crook of Hendrick's arms as we looked up at the stars. Hendrick, thank you for being so understanding. What? I love camping, he said with a smile. I know this is something that I have to get over, but I don't know what is holding me back. Did you ask? Did I ask what? I replied. Did you ask your higher self what is holding you back? No, I didn't think to do that. Maybe that is something that you should focus on. Ask, and you will be answered, he reminded me. I rolled over and looked deeply into his eyes. Caressing his face, I asked, How did I get so lucky to have you in my life? You know it's not luck, was his reply. Yes, but I don't remember asking specifically for you. Manifestation works in funny ways. You may not have asked specifically for me, but there were qualities in me that you desired. Thinking of me raised your energy, and your desire to see me made it come into being, just like how I thought of you. I had thought about you since we first met, but I was not ready, and it didn't seem like you were either. When we got reacquainted, I desired having the opportunity to be with you. Every time I thought about your beauty, creativity, and energy, my energy soared. This was meant to be, and we made it happen. We created this experience. I reached up and kissed him gently. The energy that I felt when he had first arrived at the airport was nothing compared to what was happening now. My whole body was electrified. His energy matched mine. We kissed and gently explored each other's bodies. This was nothing like I had ever experienced. Pure magic. There was no urgency. He was passionate, gracious, and loving. When our bodies finally came together, the energy was magnificent, flowing between the two of us on this endless loop of electricity and ecstasy. The beauty of it all was overwhelming, and when it ended, I cried. Evie, is everything okay? <laughs> yes, I giggled. It was wonderful. That was the most amazing experience I have ever had in my life. Thank you, I sighed out. No, thank you. I have been waiting for this moment for so long. I knew it would be glorious. It was everything that I knew it could be and more. I love you, Evie Prince. I had longed to hear those words, and now it had happened. Someone loved me for me. In all my quirkiness, someone loved me. In my head, I was screaming, I love you too, Hendrik Talisman. But the words would not come out of my mouth. I looked at him and said, I... Then I looked away. Early the next morning, I gazed at Hendrick's sleeping face and thought, did that really happen?
I glowed, thinking back on the evening. Yes, it really did happen. I slipped out from under his arm and snuck away to meditate. Green and purple colors flowed in and out of my vision, creating a delicate dance between the two. Then the colors disappeared, and I saw brightness and heard. Forgive them, and you will be free. Our last two days together, Hendrik and I were physically inseparable. As clever as we were sleeping in different locations, we were equally as clever in where we made love. Each time, I fell more and more in love with him. Yes, he was handsome, had an amazing body, and knew exactly what I liked. But it was his spirit and energy that captivated me. He was part of me physically and spiritually. Hendrick and I became one. The drive to the airport was quiet. I didn't know how I was going to manage not having him with me, and I was freaking out, because I didn't know when I would see him again. I could feel him looking at me. Evie, don't be sad, he pleaded. We will see each other again soon. We will make it happen. I know, but... I trailed off. We both have things to work on. These are things that we must do on our own. When we are ready, we will see each other again. And I believe when that happens, it will be for good. For good? I asked, not really understanding what he meant. Yes, Evie, I know we will be together. It just may take a little longer till it happens. When it gets hard, remember our energy and love for each other. You can only love someone else when you truly love yourself. We pulled into the airport and I parked the car. Then he grabbed his bags and we walked to security. His flight was on time. My eyes started to well up. He looked at me, bent down, and kissed me firmly but gently on the lips. Then he enveloped me in one of his warm, loving hugs and whispered, Remember, I love you, Evie Prince. No matter how much I wanted to tell him that I loved him, I couldn't reply. Through my tears, I watched as he walked away. When I could no longer see him, I turned and ran to the car. I felt like I was disappearing. I felt nothing. I was in a fog. I arrived home, but don't remember how I got there. Walking into the house, I stumbled from room to room, not knowing what to do or where to go. I walked into my room and saw something on the bed. Hendrick's t-shirt. I gently picked it up and held it to me breathing in his scent. Then I curled up on the bed, hugging his shirt, and fell into a deep sleep. Evie, you home? I heard my granddad call. Evie? I'm here, I replied weakly, rising from the bed, then making my way to the kitchen. Hey, kid. Granddad bounded in the kitchen, all smiles. Then he looked at me and stopped dead in his tracks. You okay, kid? What's wrong? I'm okay, I paused. 
Hendrick left today. Oh, when does he plan on coming back? He said we both have to work on things, which is true, so there's no definite date, but when he does, he believes it will be for good. Well, that sounds pretty serious. I guess you like him then. You could say that, I replied with a smile. Did he tell you that I met him? Yes, he did. He also said that he almost gave you a heart attack. You got that right. Who in their right mind slips through the bushes that early in the morning and casually asks if I need help? Granted, I did need help, but I wasn't expecting a six-foot-three muscular black man to be the one offering it. You love him? I'm afraid to. I get it, kid. I used to be the same way, but I found out that it's not really fear. You just don't feel worthy of love. It took me a while to work through all that, and it is still a work in progress. But once I figured out why I had those thoughts and learned to love myself, the relationships that I have now are healthier and more fulfilling. Knowing that you are worthy changes the game. You understand what you want, and you stop settling. In the end, it's only you. So it's best to figure out how to love yourself, because no one else's love will matter until you do. He stopped and gave me a warm, caring smile. Oh, I almost forgot. I brought you something. He handed me a bag of steamers. Thought you may want some for dinner tonight. Ooh, thank you. He grabbed my hand and gave it a squeeze. Then, as he turned to walk out, he said, Remember, kid, you are loved. Now you just have to figure out how to love yourself. The rest of the week, I woke thinking that Hendrick would be lying in bed with me. And, each morning, I found myself disappointed. A wave of sadness came over me, and then I would reminisce about the time we had together and my energy rose. I forced myself to go into my grandparents' room to think about how I would like it to be. Then I would turn around and retreat to the living room. Today, I was feeling especially sad. I needed to talk with Hendrick. Good morning, sweetheart, he crooned. Good morning. Needed to hear your voice this morning. How was your night? For some reason, I'm unable to sleep in a bed. I'm so used to sleeping on couches and decks that I'm not comfortable in a normal queen-size bed anymore. He teased. Ha ha, very funny. It's location and not company? I retorted. Okay, you caught me. I don't like sleeping without you next to me. I don't like it either. It won't be too long. I want to give you the best of me, and I'm working to make that happen. I understand, and I'm working on my issues as well, but I still don't like that you are so far away. I know. He paused and said, Hey, I have to go, but I'll call you again tonight. I love you, Evie Prince. I... I will talk to you tonight. After we hung up, I heard, Paint, Evie Paint. 
What should I paint? I asked. Paint your feelings. I grabbed my stuff and set up the easel on the back deck, like my grandmother used to always do. Closing my eyes, I immediately saw color, green and red pulsated back and forth. Then I landed on red, root chakra. The emotions flowing through me ranged from anger to love, fear to courage, resentment to understanding. I opened my eyes and began to paint. Long, sweeping strokes were interrupted by heavy smears and brush stabs. Red, purples, and pinks were the primary colors. Everything was twisted like vines, dependent on each other but also trying to break free. The outcome emphasized perpetual struggle. I stepped back and looked at the finished piece. Beauty and anger resonated off the canvas. I leaned against the railing, completely depleted. Before my eyes, I could see my internal struggle. I need to heal. I want to heal, I screamed. Then a calmness overtook me, and I heard, Forgive, and you will heal. The relationship dream returned to me tonight. I saw myself from behind, walking on the beach holding hands with a man. I heard a child's voice in the distance say, Daddy, wait up! Then the man turned to me and smiled. The words, You are ready, startled me out of my dream, and I sat up looking around. I slipped out of bed and went directly to the kitchen to grab the key from the windowsill. Closing my eyes, I put my hand on my heart center and declared, I will heal. Then I went to the footlocker, slowly put the key into the lock, and turned. To be continued. Today's episode is brought to you by Healing Words Customized Meditations, written for you and only you. To learn more, visit www.healingwords.online. Reminder, knowing that you are worthy of love changes the game. You understand what you want and you stop settling. In the end, it is only you. So it's best to figure out how to love yourself because no one else's love will matter until you do.